Hey friends, welcome to the Highland Church Podcast. We believe that you were made for God's mission. We encourage you to check out our website, highlandcc.org, where you can learn more about what you are called to in Christ Jesus. Let's hear a message today that we hope will challenge, encourage you, and ultimately help you to grow and identify your purpose in the plan of God. The Apostle Paul was always on the move. You know, this guy who was responsible for writing much of the New Testament, who planted churches all over the ancient world, who was responsible for breaking down cultural, racial, ethnic barriers that brought everybody into God's family. He was obviously a busy guy, but he was also always on the move. If you flip to the back of your Bible, you've probably got a couple maps that show you Paul's missionary journeys, which is basically just charting how he went from place to place to place. Some places he was there a few days. The longest place that he stayed was in Ephesus, and he was only there a couple of years. He was always moving. And so one day Paul comes across this young man named Timothy, and Timothy comes to him highly recommended. He's got all these great references. Paul interviews him. He likes him. And so he invites Timothy to tag along. And this is the first description of what they did together. Look at this. This is in Acts 16, verse 4. As they traveled from town to town, the churches were strengthened in the faith, and their numbers grew daily. Now, there's a great sermon there about the correlation between the strength of a church and its growth. But don't miss, don't miss that first line. Paul finds Timothy, interviews Timothy, invites him to come along. And what are they doing from the moment they start together? They're going. From town to town, they're going. You know, Jesus has this famous great commission at the end of Matthew when he says, Therefore, go, go. Make disciples of all nations. And if there's ever been two guys who live out the Great Commission, it's Paul and Timothy. They are constantly on the go, constantly moving from town to town. And their ministries, their mobile ministries, really model for us that there is a lot that you can do for God's kingdom on the go. Uh, There's a couple places where we learn about what Timothy does in those places, just short-term visits. But in Thessalonica, he's sent there to establish and encourage the church. Those are the words that are used. But apparently, that's something you can do pretty quick because he moves on. In Corinth, he's sent to Corinth by Paul to remind them of what it means to live in Christ. Apparently, you can remind some buddy of something pretty quick, because he's not there very long. Uh, He's sent to, where else? To Philippi. He's sent to Philippi, and in Philippi, Paul sends him there when Paul is detained, and he sends Timothy there to find out what's going on in Philippi and come and report back to him. In other words, that's something, you know, you could do pretty quick, go and find out something and come back and report on it. And then in Berea, you remember what happens in Berea? Paul gets into this real mess, which Paul was kind of famous for doing. He gets into this real mess. People run him out of town, and he leaves Timothy behind for a short-term stay in Berea to kind of sort everything out. But then read what happens next. The believers immediately sent Paul to the coast, but Silas and Timothy stayed at Berea. And those who escorted Paul brought him to Athens and then left with instructions from Paul for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. Time to go. 
You've been in Berea long enough, time to go. Right. So given what we know about Paul and Timothy and their ministry, always going, what I read at the beginning of 1 Timothy, this letter from Paul to Timothy when he's in Ephesus, kind of caught me off guard. And I think it probably caught Timothy off guard. Let me just show you. This is in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Paul introduces himself, says a greeting to Timothy, and this is the first instruction he gives him. Listen to this. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there. Stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain men, certain people, not to teach false doctrines any longer, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. These promote controversies rather than God's work, which is by faith. And the goal of this command is love, which comes from a pure heart and, and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And some have wandered away from these and turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they don't know what they're talking about or what they so confidently affirm. I mean, it sounds like a mess there at this church. I mean, this church has all kinds of problems. And did you see it's certain people that are causing the problems? And let me just tell you, from a couple years in ministry, it's always certain people. <laughs> and you know who you are. You got these certain people causing problems about genealogies, family tree, who's better than who. And they've got this meaningless talk. They're fighting about everything. And what Paul says is that the goal of his command to stay there is so that love might be formed in these people. So apparently what's broken down in this group is love. They don't love each other. This is a church with all kinds of problems there in Ephesus. And I don't know what Timothy's thinking when Paul sends him there and tells him to stay. I don't know what he's thinking. But if I had to guess, if I was Timothy, I'd be thinking, I hope this turns out like Berea. That place where Paul sent me for just a little while, but then quickly told me to come on, let's go. Because this place is a mess. Who wants to stay in a place like this? I mean, I can imagine Timothy, he's still got his bags packed. He's living out of the duffel bag. His clothes are all wrinkly. He hasn't bothered to hang them up because he's waiting every day for that letter from Paul that says, you better come on and join me. We got places to go. So sure enough, one day this letter shows up in the mail. Timothy rushes out there. It's got Paul's name on the outside of it. He opens it up. He reads it. He's expecting to see, come join me as soon as possible. And instead, this is what he sees. Stay there. What? Paul, do you not remember what Jesus said? The whole Great Commission thing, the go and make disciples of all nations. Paul, that's us. We're those guys. We're the guys that go. And Paul says, stay there in Ephesus so that you may. And then he addresses the way that Timothy will deal with all this church's problems. Don't miss this, okay? Don't miss this. There is a lot that you can do for the kingdom of God on the go. 
but not everything. There are some things you cannot do for the church and God's kingdom unless you stay. Timothy says, we are the guys that go. And Paul says, not this time. Stay there so that. I'll never forget, Jim Chester mentioned this in a video a second ago, really stole my thunder. But, but a couple years ago, one of my mentors took me to lunch. And he's somebody that I go to to talk to talk about ministry things with when I'm trying to sort something out at church. And I don't remember what we were talking about, but I'm trying to make sense of it, trying to decide what to do. And he says to me, Eric, I, I mean, you know what the, the four most important letters in ministry are, don't you? And I didn't, which was super embarrassing. And so I start racking my brain, trying to remember back in graduate school that we talk about this. I'm thinking of Greek words. He said it was four letters. I'm like, Jesus, no, that's five. God, that's three. I'm in a real pickle, right? I cannot, I cannot figure out what it is. He says, Eric, it's not that hard. S-T-A-Y. And I was like, what does the S stand for? And he's like, no, Eric, it's a word. Stay. Just, just stay. It's not that hard. Stay. And then he goes on to describe. He says, you know, Eric, most, most ministers don't last very long at their churches. And he's right. You know, the, the average tenure for a pulpit minister is about 18 months at a church. He says, there's real advantages to that. You write 18 months worth of sermons, you never write another one in your life. <laughs> 18 months, try, time to move. Don't have anything else to say. He said, there are some advantages, he said, but Eric, if you don't stay, there's some things you can never do for a church. Stay there so that... Now, do you realize how countercultural this is? Do you realize it? We live in a world <clears throat> that tells you if it's hard, leave. I was meeting with a young couple not long ago. <clears throat> they hadn't been married long, and uh, they discovered, as you discover after you've been married for a while, that this is a little bit different than what I thought I was signing up for. And they said to me, I'll never forget this. They said, did we make a mistake? Should we leave? And I said, you have not made a mistake yet, but if you leave, you will. Because you can do a lot on the go, but there are things you cannot do unless you stay. Unless you stay. Stay there so that. I think that's what Paul's saying to Timothy. Stay there so that you can finally get those certain people to cut it out. Stay there so that you have the authority, the credibility to wade through these arguments and discussions and finally put them to bed. Stay there and model for these people what love actually looks like because in this church, love is absent. And we need somebody in this church who shows them what love is. And Timothy, if you're going to show them what love is, you're going to have to stay there. Do you hear what he's saying? Right. He's saying you don't stay at a church because of what it is. You 
stay at a church because of what it can be. Do you see that? You don't stay at a church because this church is meeting all of my needs, is satisfying me in every way, and is saying exactly the things I want it to say. You stay at a church so that that place might become what God wants it to be. You stay there so that. It's not stay there since. Stay there because. It's stay there so that. So that you might help this church become what God wants it to be. I've got this, this policy, and it's just it's it's good for me and for you that you know it. Here's my policy: I don't beg anyone to stay at Highland. Uh, I learned that in high school when I got dumped and I begged her not to do it. The next month wasn't that great together, and then she dumped me anyways. I don't beg people to stay at Highland. If you want to go, I'll bless you on your way out. But here's what I do say when somebody comes to me and they tell me they're leaving. That often what they tell me is that Highland is not something that they want it to be. And so the first thing I say is that there is, there's potential pride in that statement. Maybe Highland shouldn't be what you want it to be. But often they're leaving for reasons that I agree with. You know, Paul talks about in Ephesians 4 that a church is this thing like a human that's growing up into maturity. It's growing to become something better. And there are things about this church that I and our leaders desire for us to continue to grow in. And sometimes people come and they tell me, I'm leaving because I'm going to go to a church that's already that. So here's what I say. I say, without leaven... This dough won't rise. Which I steal straight from Jesus. But my dad, who preached for 30 years, used to say that all work and no plagiarism makes for dull preachers. And so I just steal it straight from Jesus. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like leaven, that ingredient that's mixed into the dough that causes the bread to rise and to become this thing that we love to feast on. That's why I tell them. I don't beg them to stay, but I say without leaven, this dough won't rise. Why don't you stay here and help us to become what God wants us to be? I think that's what Paul says to Timothy. He says to this guy who's always going, who's always on the move, Timothy, not this time. There are things that we can do on the move. There are things that we can do for the kingdom of God on the go, Timothy. You know me, I'm Paul. I love to do all those things, but I'm telling you, Timothy, there are some things you cannot do unless you stay. The world says, if it's hard, leave. And the word says, if it's hard, stay. Stay. But what about going, Eric? I mean, I thought that was the Great Commission. That's straight from the lips of Jesus. Aren't we supposed to go? Well, let me, let me clarify something. There is a difference between going and leaving. 
I mean, first of all, let me point to Larry McKenzie. You saw in the video, Larry McKenzie has done mission work far and wide around the world. He has constantly been on the go, but he has always been attached to this church. His going was mixed with staying. You get that. But also, let me tell you about another, another family. You know, many of you know Macy Pyle. She used to be Macy Pike. She married a young man with the last name Pyle, which is so confusing. She shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but Macy and her husband are going to go and be missionaries in Spain. They just finished school, grew up at this church. She's going to go and be a missionary in Spain. I'll tell you, it breaks my heart when our college students don't come back to Highland. We've got to talk about that. But am I sad that Macy Pyle and her husband aren't coming back to Highland? No. They're not leaving, they're going. And you all gave so generously during our Life Giving Sunday that we're going to help support them in their mission work. We're providing partial support to them for the next year because we are sending them. That's the difference between going and leaving. They're going for God's sake. When you leave, you leave for your sake, not God's. And we shared last week that we're going to plant a church in Memphis Oikos Church with Smith and Kelsey Hopkins. I'm so excited about this. I'll tell you, we're going to send a small group from this church to help to plant that church. And I'm not just going to send the ones I don't like. I was, I was talking to another minister in town and I was telling him about this church plan. He said, I have 15 people they can have for free. <laughs> so certain people, right? We're going to send some people, and I'll tell you what, they're not leaving. They're going to go. They're going to go in the name of Jesus Christ for the sake of the kingdom of God. We're going to send them. That's a different thing than leaving. When you go, you go for God's sake. When you leave, you leave for yours. And we live in a world where everybody leaves. Everybody leaves. That's what the world tells you to do. And Paul says, sometimes you got to stay. And that brings me back to Larry McKenzie. I'm so thankful for this man who has spent 50 years, more than 50, at this church staying. Through times when it wasn't always easy. Through times when we lacked the love that God wanted us to have. Through times when certain people were being certain people, he stayed. He was like the leaven in the dough that was helping this church to rise to become what God wanted it to be in this moment. Larry was our Timothy. He stayed. And I'll tell you, church, we're entering another season, it looks like with COVID on the rise, where things may look different around here. And I'll tell you, back when COVID was here the first time, I felt like I was holding sand in my hand. Just the harder I squeezed it, the more of it came out. I didn't know who was going to be here when we came back together. And you know what? You stayed. Paul tells Timothy to stay in Ephesus because something about what's happening there in Ephesus in the body of Christ is worth staying for. And I believe it's worth it here. Would you stay? Would you stay?